CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, back here at Circa. Hour number two of the Friday Football Invitational. And we have the leader on the phone right now, the Bear. It's the year of the Bear, Chris Felica of uh, ESPN, soon to be of Fox Sports. And he has taken the lead over his uh, ESPN colleague, Doug Kazarian, by virtue of the best bet record. And uh, the Bear joins us uh, right now. How you doing, Bear? I'm, do- I'm doing well. Just uh, wrapping up the night here on the East Coast and uh, – to, to try and try and like get past last week, the, the fact that it's coming down to the tiebreak right now, had the Jets, had the Bucks last week, so you would think I should have gotten at least one of those two games and had a uh, a, a little bit of a lead, but unfortunately, uh, those are the way the, the breaks go. So I think they were both the right side in that game, but they didn't get there, and that happens a lot. But uh, we got three weeks to go, and hey, we're, we're, we're in a good spot. Well, you've had a strong season, especially in college football. You've had uh, several NFL plays here in this contest in recent weeks. Uh, you are 45-30 and 30 against the spread, 45 total points. And uh, by virtue of your best bet record, 11-4, and four, uh, you are in first place ahead of Doug. Uh, with that, last week you played the Buccaneers as a best bet. And you're up 17-0 at halftime. You had to feel pretty good at that point. I had the Buccaneers, too. That was sick to watch that team fall apart in the third quarter with a uh, four turnovers and a failed fake punt. Yeah, it, it was probably the. I mean, and I, look, I watch a lot of Jets football, so I'm going to preface it with that. But that was probably the worst quarter of football 
I've seen not only all year, but in uh, in quite some time. To, to see them completely implode uh, the, the way they did w- w- was truly stunning and, uh, and, and disappointing, I guess, I guess is the, the right word as well. But, yeah, I, I thought we were in a, uh, a good spot there, and to, to lose that game the way we did certainly uh, stung a little bit. Yeah, you just don't see a Tom Brady uh, offense fall apart uh, like the Buccaneers did a week ago. All right, let's get to uh, Bear and start talking about some of your best bets. Also going to get your take on uh, some of the big college football bowl games uh, while we've got you here tonight. But uh, let's kick it off here with um, a couple of NFL sides you like. And I'm going to start with what is actually your best bet. And that's Saints at Browns. And we've got some uh, guys in this contest on the other side on the Browns, why are you taking the three with the Saints in a game that's definitely going to be impacted by the weather in Cleveland, Chris? It, it, it is, and I, I just don't like this Browns offense. I, I think that Browns offense works uh, with Sean Watson, a quarterback, right now. I, I think uh, Nick, Nick Chubb, that offense, uh, the running game has certainly slowed down quite a bit. And, and I think the Saints, I, I think if you, you probably see a little bit more Taysom Hill in there uh, running the ball. I, I think they certainly have the ability to control some of the clock and what may be a, uh, a lower scoring game. But I, but I just think getting the full three, uh, I like I like the Saints here. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill against that Browns run defense. It should give the Saints a pretty good shot in that game. I tend to agree with you. Saints plus three did make your list as the uh, best bet this week. Again, 11-4 in the best bets, and you're the leader right now, the favorite to get the first annual or the first ever, we'll call it, Brooklyn's Best MVP Award. And uh, I guess you could call that most valuable pizza, most valuable picker. But right now you've got a two-game lead in uh, the race for the Brooklyn's Best MVP. Well, I appreciate that. uh, We actually did have a little pizza tonight, not Brooklyn's Best in the the state of Connecticut, but, yeah, we just went with a little uh, uh, sausage, green onion, and uh, sausage, uh, green pepper, and onion. Was the, uh, the the topic of the, uh, the the night here for uh, my wife and I here? Good stuff. Well, I want to tell you that Al Scaliot over at Brooklyn's Best has said that if uh, if you win this or whoever wins this, you got a free dinner for two over at Brooklyn's Best the next time you're in town. Well, that'll that'll be beautiful. I, I will certainly take <laughs> them up on that if I am uh, if I am lucky enough to hang on here in the next three weeks. All right. Well, let's continue here with the NFL. Chris Felica is on the Panthers plus two and a half. And this is interesting that you came in on this side because I kind of like it too. But I think the public's going to be all over the opposite side, Bear. Yeah, and, and, and you you know we've spoken in the past. We've discussed some games, and a lot of people out there who have read my column and listened to the podcast and you see me. They, they, they people know that I'm a, I'm a contrarian guy for for a good portion of the time. And like I was against the Lions last week against the Jets, and I had the right side in that game. And I'm going to go against the Lions uh, again this time. I know their defense has played a little bit a little bit better, but you're going to get Jared Goff outside in Carolina. Who knows? Uh, what the weather may do there. And, and, and you know, Carolina has shown a pulse in recent weeks. I mean, Darnold is in just enough offensively to, to, to give them uh, a little bit of a, uh, a spark, I guess you could say. This is more a play against the Lions than it is full outright support of Carolina. But, but, but I think this is a very dangerous game for the, uh, for the Lions. Everybody is kind of penciling in there as maybe a dark horse team to get into the playoffs and do a little damage, but I'm going to take Carolina uh, plus a two and a half on a little bit of a contrarian angle here. Yeah, and the Panthers seem like they uh, they want to win for Steve Wilkes to get him that full-time 
head coaching job. What's interesting to me about the Panthers is a week ago, off their win in Seattle, everybody seemed to love the Panthers against the Steelers, and then they lost. Yep. And now, no, now nobody likes the Panthers this week. And that's usually when you. That's <laughs> usually when you want to be on. Right. I mean, with the way the NFL season's gone this year, too. I mean, that, that, those are usually typically the sides that uh, you, you kind of want to be on. And so we'll, we'll we'll see if it works out. Hopefully, it will for both of us. All right, on Twitter at Chris Felica, ESPN College Game Day producer, who's soon switching to uh, Fox Sports. I've had a lot of questions from people about that. For those who didn't follow it closely, uh, Bear, uh, you were at ESPN for about thirty years, right? And uh, you're going to be flipping yeah. to Fox Sports. I think the first of uh, the year, two thousand twenty-three. Correct? Yep. Yep. As soon as the calendar turns, yeah, twenty-seven years uh, on College Game Day. It's been a, a hell of a run, and surreal to uh, what I was just saying earlier. What I want to start running some errands earlier today. Usually, I'm uh, getting ready to to pack for two weeks for the semifinal and the Rose Bowl and the final, and never uh, have a little bit of downtime here now for the next couple of weeks. It's uh, it, it, it's weird, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Have an opportunity to uh, work on some things at, at Fox that I used to work on ESPN with World Cups and soccer and horse racing and things like that. In addition to all the college football stuff, so. Uh, it's a uh, pretty good opportunity. It's not someone. It's not often someone uh, my age, after being in a certain company for so long, is kind of getting an opportunity to go somewhere and kind of reinvent myself a little bit. I guess maybe a poor word, but kind of, kind of, kind of start anew. That's it's kind of cool. Kind of, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. <clears throat> you said at your age, what are you about fifty? I'm fi- I'm fifty. I am fifty. Yep, exactly yeah. right. So I want to I want to if you can just for a minute explain quickly because. A lot of people think you're just going to big noon kickoff and you're going to do the same thing at Fox that you're doing on ESPN, which is not going to be the case necessarily because no. Fox is really trying to up its sports betting coverage and you're going to be involved in basically everything, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the way it was It was sold to me that I'll, I'll be having a involvement in all of the, what they, they like to call them, the jewel events that they have, whether it's uh, NFL, baseball, all-star game, uh, Belmont Stakes, World Cup, Euros, Women's World Cup. Uh, and all the college football stuff as well. So uh, I'm sure once I get and have some uh, greater conversations with the uh, the people of Fox who are in uh, the Middle East for the better part of the last six, seven weeks or so with the World Cup, we'll, uh, we'll have a better idea what's going on. But, yeah, it's my understanding that I'm going to have a uh, pretty nice impact on uh, most of the things that they do, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, I guess you're also going to be the horse racing expert at Fox, right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 oh, I would hope so. I mean, they, have the, they have this little thing called the Belmont Stakes that I've yeah. uh, attended many a times as a fan and uh, worked quite a few of them as well. So, I, yeah, I think that would be a good spot. And, you know, they have this little meetup at, up at uh, Saratoga every summer as well. And uh, FS1 has uh, a lot of the big races up there on the weekends as well. So I, could, I might be able to talk myself into being involved on the air for uh Couple of those events as well. So I'm sure you like, will. Like, like, like I said, a lot of fun, a lot of fun things that I used to do at ESPN that we know that like I say we, I can say we for another week uh, that that we no longer had the rights to. And I, it's funny, all the college football stuff that I did at ESPN, I always told people the uh, the thing that I loved working on the most and was the most impressive thing and the best thing that I was ever involved in there was going to South Africa in 2010 for the World Cup. And now uh, next summer in Australia, the Women's World Cup, and then Euros in 2024 in Germany, and the World Cup in 2026 in the U.S. are all out of box. So uh, I get an opportunity to work on three nice big soccer events, too, and uh, and hopefully they'll be as great as uh, World Cup was in 2010. Yeah, no doubt. Those are big events. 
All right, let's get to uh, your third NFL play. We'll hit college football on the other side after the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go here to KC, Seattle, Kansas City, and uh, you're going to lay the big number uh, with the Chiefs, minus 10. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I guess it's a little risky to lay uh, double digits in this league, especially given how the Chiefs have kind of kept some teams in games. Uh, in recent weeks, but but that's kind of why I'm on Kansas City this week. We talked about Carolina, how nobody loved them a couple of weeks ago in Seattle, and they won outright, and everyone loved them last week against Pittsburgh, and they lost. Like, everyone seems to like Seattle this week, uh, getting the full 10, because the Chiefs haven't been able to uh, put teams away, and the cold weather, and Seattle needing to uh, maybe pull an upset to get back into the playoff race in the NFC. Uh, but but I, I think Kansas City is uh, about ready to, to put together a uh, a full four-quarter performance against a team uh, that really is struggling. Injuries at the running back position, you know, Smith has kind of come back down to earth, turned the ball over a bunch lately. Um, why not lock it now out with the, uh, with the finger injury? The defense can certainly be had uh, by, by the opposing running game. So I would think Pacheco may have a, a big game on the ground as well, in addition to Mahomes, who the, the cold weather really hasn't seemed to affect him throughout his year. So I, 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 I actually like the Chiefs quite a bit this week, and I maybe thought about them as the best bet because, uh, again, I think it's a spot where a lot of people are on the other side. I think it's a good opportunity maybe to get Kansas City a little bit of a, uh, a cheaper price than you normally would. All right, that's the third NFL play for the Bear. Chiefs minus 10. Hang tight here. We're going to hold the Bear over through the break and talk college football on the other side. Back here in a few minutes on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, thank you, Brent Musburger. VSEN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now all the way through March. Sign up today. You'll also receive $20 to buy VSEN sports betting hats and other great gear at the online store. You can do all your Christmas shopping at the VSEN store. VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays, betting splits, daily betting reports. College bowl coverage, best bets on every bowl game, a limited time offer. So sign up now. VSIN Pro Access all the way through March Madness. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, back here with Chris the Bear Felica, who for now is with ESPN, soon to be with Fox Sports, and uh, right now leading the Circa Friday Football Invitational by virtue of the tiebreaker against Doug Kazarian. And uh, the Bear at 45 and 30 against the spread 11 and 4 on his best bets. Uh, Bear, college football bowl season is really interesting to handicap now because there's so many curveballs coming in uh, different directions in terms of uh, opt-outs for the NFL draft, the transfer portal, coaching changes. Uh, But if you can get ahead of the information, and sometimes even if you're late to the party on the line moves, you're landing on the right side of these games. I've had a great bowl season so far. How's it gone for you? It's it's been pretty good today. I got today I had a – Louisiana, and that didn't work out so so well. Unfortunately, it looked like it was the right side for much of the game, and then Houston scored that late touchdown instead of just settling for a field goal to win the game. But hey, it happens. Uh, but but you're right. The, the information seemed to. I mean, uh, getting ahead of it on, on Oregon State, and obviously it didn't even matter. Didn't work out with uh, with with SMU. But yeah, they they're this bowl season's been uh, pretty good so far. A lot of it's been. Uh, of the in-game variety for me, like that's kind of what I would hop hop it in on Louisville uh, against Cincinnati was a was, was a nice result uh, for me as well because you kind of, you kind of got the feeling early on in that game that Cincinnati was going to be up against its scoring points. So uh, yeah. yeah, in 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 game in game has been uh, it's, it's been pretty good for me, and then uh, the early the early action on uh, on Oregon State was great as well. Yeah, Cincinnati was a lost cause in that game, and you could see it early. Good call for you. And that was the uh, the Fenway Bowl, and uh, played in front of a, a sparse crowd at Fenway Park. Let's put it that way. All right, <laughs> longtime ESPN College Game Day producer Chris Barafalika with us. Let's get to your two plays this week in the College Bowls, and uh, we're going to start on Tuesday. Georgia Southern 
Buffalo in the Camellia Bowl. That's in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. And you're going to play Georgia Southern and lay the three and a half. I, I, I am. I like Georgia Southern quite a bit in this game. Uh, if you look at Buffalo, the way they ended the season, uh, needing that near miracle win against Akron to even get bowl eligible. Uh, Buffalo is a team that has been decimated by uh, injuries and, and opt-outs uh, in, in, the, in the backfield, whether it be the quarterback position and the running back position. So they're really not heading into this game on a very good uh, trajectory at all after a good start to the year. And then the other on the other side, you got Georgia Southern who put 51 in the final regular season game uh, against Appalachian State. Uh, former Buffalo quarterback Kyle Van Treese is their guy uh, at the quarterback position, and he appears to be healthy now after a little bit of an injury late in the year. But uh, I think Georgia Southern's the right side. I think. Uh, you look at what they've done offensively when they've had all their pieces together. It's been pretty good. And I know the Mac has had a, uh, a good bowl season so far, but I just don't like uh, this matchup at all for Buffalo against uh, Clay Helton's offense there. Which, oh, Clay, it was kind of laughed at and mocked uh, that Clay Helton was going to get coached. And they, got, and they pulled, the, pulled it up, set at Nebraska early in the year, and they got to a bowl game. And I think they have a really, really good chance to end the year on a high note with a, uh, with a comfortable win over Buffalo. All right, Georgia Southern, minus three and a half. You're also going to take the three with Kansas against Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl, and that's on Wednesday in Memphis. Yeah, I, I am. And it's interesting. Tonight we saw it again with the uh, Wake Forest-Missouri uh, game. Uh, for whatever reason, last year, and I guess you can, you can think about it, and once you think about it, it, it becomes uh, understandable why it's happening. Like last year at bowl games, Unranked SEC teams went one and six. So far this year, they're zero and two. Missouri lost, and Florida lost. And I think the reason why is because you get all of these opt outs from these SEC teams that now that they really have nothing to play for, uh, they're gone. So you're left with kind of a skeleton team, and also you know, maybe you get some some coaching shakeups. And that's the situation here with Arkansas. Uh, you, you, Barry Odom's now going to going to UNLV. Uh, there's more uh, shakeups on the coaching staff. KJ Jefferson's playing, but they're going to be gutted by opt outs on, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, like uh, Hazel uh, Hazelton's not playing. Uh, Hazel would rather uh, uh, the wide receivers. They've got a, I think Arkansas, I think is one of those teams where there was such a disappointment in their mind this year. They might just be ready for this season to end. Whereas on the other hand, you've got Kansas getting to a bowl for the first time in forever. A lot of excitement around the program. Lance, Lance Leipold is staying as the head coach. So I, I think this is certainly if you play the amateur psychologist role about uh, excitement and momentum heading into this game, uh, for me, it's Kansas or pass, certainly getting uh, the full three. I, I, I like the Jayhawks here. Yeah, the motivation's on the side of the Jayhawks for sure. Circus Sports opened this Arkansas minus five on December 5th and it's down to three, and it's been sitting here for a while. So uh, Chris Felica on Kansas plus three is his final play. He's on Panthers plus two and a half, Chiefs minus ten, Georgia Southern minus three and a half. Kansas plus three in the best bet tomorrow on the Saints plus three against the Browns. He's 45 and 30, 11 and four. And uh, the leader right now for the Brooklyn's best MVP award at 11 and four on his best bets. All right, Bear, let's get uh, your quick thoughts here. We'll have final four minutes on some other bowl games. I'm going to be at the Holiday Bowl in San Diego uh, next Wednesday at Petco Park. 
a high total, 73, North Carolina, Oregon, and the Ducks, inflated favorites here, 15-point favorites. Uh, but you thought about laying the points in this contest, right? I, I did. This just missed uh, the, the, the board. It was 15 at circuit, 14 and a half, I think. Uh, in a lot of places, maybe if it was 14 and a half, I might have thrown it in there, in there instead of something. But I, I think the number is justified. I, I think if North Carolina was going to show anything for the remainder of this year, it would have been uh, in the ACC title game against Clemson, who was as gettable as the Tigers has been in a long, long time. Uh, you, you lose a, a bad loss to Georgia Tech. You lose to NC State, who's playing their fourth-string quarterback. You've got what was a bad defense to begin with, you're now down, I think, three of your four secondary starters and your best linebacker. Uh, you, 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 you're down Josh Downs on the offensive side of the ball. There's a great thing is without his favorite target. And you wonder if he hit a little bit of maybe of a freshman wall uh, at the end of this year. I, I think Oregon, with that great, great class that they got coming in, uh, the way they lost to Oregon State kind of left a bad taste in their mouth, I think, in that final regular season game. Uh, the excitement about Bo Nix coming back and playing, I think, is a big deal. I, I do think this has the potential to to get really ugly in this game. So uh, I didn't lay the lay the fifteen, but it would not surprise me if uh, if Oregon did put a big number up on the board against a, a Tar Heels team uh, leaking oil on both sides of the ball. Okay, and uh, the final two and a half minutes. How about your take on the two playoff games, Georgia? A six and a half point favorite against Ohio State, total of sixty two, and Michigan minus seven and a half against TCU, total of fifty nine. I'm trying to talk myself into Ohio State. Uh, I, mean, I mean, look, about a month ago, we're sitting here on uh, maybe Georgia Ohio State is a pick them or one or two either way, and now because Ohio State had a bad fourth quarter at home against Michigan, uh, that number is six and a half. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to play. If I had to play the game. I would take the points with Ohio State just just because of uh, just the bad mouthing. We, we we've seen this happen with Ohio State in the past, mm-hmm. where uh, the big dog shouldn't even be in the playoff, didn't win, the, didn't get to the conference title game, lost their final regular season game. But I mean, they still got a ton of talent on that on, on that team. Uh, the question is going to be whether they can stand up uh, in the trenches against that Georgia offensive line uh, and that running game, and then block uh, the, the Georgia defensive line on the other second. I think that's. That's going to be the biggest matchup, I think, in the game is uh, C.J. Stroud not a very run-first or even considering running a quarterback. Uh, I think that's going to play a little bit better into the Georgia defensive hands and be able to show some different blitzes and some things where they don't have to account for quarterback run as much. So if I had to play the game, I would play Ohio State. Uh, the, the the other game is interesting, too, because I, I can make a case for TCU. I mean, with, with Johnston and some of the guys he got on the outside, I think they can hang around in this game. But I ultimately do think that you're going to see what that Michigan recipe has been all year long. Big second halves, big fourth quarters like they had against Ohio State, break a couple of plays. And, and look, we saw Kansas State have a lot of success with Deuce Vaughn on the ground, and I think uh, Donovan Edwards could potentially do the same, so I would I would hesitantly lay the points with Michigan, and I would hesitantly take the points with Ohio State. So no, no mm-hmm. real great great field either way on those. Uh, similar thoughts that I have on those games, and if a seven pops up, I'll probably take it with the Buckeyes. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris the Bear Felica, hey, great job all the way through the contest. Best of luck the rest of the way, and have a great Christmas weekend. Thank you, thanks, mate. You too, man. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. 
All right, the year of the bear. Up next, Derek Stevens, Mike Palm. Stay tuned. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Smash hit of the fall lineup. All right, raise your tequila and your game. Join the Taste of Victory Challenge presented by Sincoro Tequila and compete free for your share of $15,000 in total prizes. Enter this three-part prediction pool series and make your hoops predictions to shoot for a share of the cash. Go to DraftKings.com slash Sincoro now to get in on the action. C-I-N-C-O-R-O. Sincoro Tequila, life well played, 21 and older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com for details. As always, drink responsibly. Like Mike Palm, who's got double-fisted here with two waters. What a prop. What a prop that is. I've seen you the last few hours. (laughs) No, you know, I never heard of this this aquapana, and I asked for a water, and Valerie held this. I said, I just want to tap water. She said, try it. It's unbelievable, this aquapana. Really? I, don't, I don't know if you have to pay more for water, the glass huh? bottles or whatever, right. but it's almost as good as a DeSanti. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, almost. That's a fancy glass bottle. It really is. All right, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm, who has hyped this up as the greatest Survivor weekend ever. Uh, Mike, really is. what do we have here? We've got some. You have a stunning announcement to make. So well, go I I'm going to let I, you I, take it. I don't know if it's a stunning announcement, but Maddie, you consider that. In this weekend, there you have to get through two hurdles, the Saturday games and Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. And we have 14 people left. And then the, I think the Tannehill news is what makes this a stun. Because now we thought, you know, out of 14 people, 13 had the Titans available. I said on Mitch and Paul on Wednesday morning, nine and a half over under how many would take the Titans as a five and a half point favorite. Right. He's out. Malik Willis threw for 60 yards against him last time. Yep. We'll reveal these. Let's let's tag team because I, I wanted Derek on this segment, even though he he dominates most of the show, um, because this was really his idea and it's come to fruition. How good this weekend is! The top pick for tomorrow's games mm-hmm. are the Detroit Lions. Five out of fourteen folks selected the Detroit Lions. Derek, next. Uh, the second most selected team was the team we all thought would be the number one, but it but based upon the uh, Tannehill to Malik. Uh, Malik Willis news, the Tennessee Titans um, were selected by three out of the remaining 14 circuit survivors. So the biggest football contest of all time, 6,133 entrants, $6.133 million. We're down to the final 14 entrants. And the Lions, Derek Stevens' Lions are the team. On the road. (laughs) The Lions is road favorites. Are the most popular pick in the contest. How about that, Derek? Hey, restore the roar. This is good <laughs> stuff here. I'm very proud. Actually tied for second, with a, also with three picks, is the team I predicted would be the most. And because of timing, the Steelers also got three picks. I thought because of the timing, that's the late game, and people would have a clearer hedging opportunity to know what happened in front of them. Right. You could take the Raiders plus three. You could take the money line. The Steelers, as, as well as the Titans and Malik Willis, also had three picks. I like your uh, thought there in terms yeah. of strategy yeah. well, on the Christmas Eve game with the uh, Raiders-Steelers. Uh, so we got five on the Lions, three on the Titans, three on the Steelers. By the way, Mike Palm believes the Lions are a pretty good bet to advance, <laughs> and I know you bet that one out of your pocket. Oh, yes. Yeah. How about the, how about the news, Derek, that there was actually a pick on last night's game? Uh, are we going to save that for last? <laughs> this is the no, I think you go now. I think go you ahead, go now. Go ahead, you, Mike. you are a headlines guy. 
Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Minnesota Vikings. There was oh, one God. selection on the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> there was only two uh, circus survivors that had Minnesota available. We thought we thought uh, both um, both of the uh, contestants would take Minnesota. Only one of the two did. So there was By one we, selection. You, meant you. you predicted both would take. I that thought one. both yeah. would take the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, it's the biggest favorite on the board that was available. Um, so one one circus survivor took uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'll let you still get to it. And then one also took the Browns in that game with. Uh, the second lowest point total in the last 12 years. I know Josh, Josh Applebaum referenced that with Mitch and Paul. He couldn't get to what was the lowest game. But anyhow, the Browns, as a three-point favorite at home against the Saints with a total of 31.5, is also one selection. And then go with the Thursday night pick. Well, the the um, the one contestant who's gotten the most publicity has really become a fan favorite. Uh, the team name is called The Enemy Within. The Enemy Within... With uh, with two selections, the only contestant with two selections used one of them on Pittsburgh, which we already talked about. And unfortunately, the enemy within also took the New York Jets last night. So the two selections enemy within had um, are down to one. Um, so we are effectively right now down to 13, 13 uh, contestants of um, that are eligible here on Circus Survivor. 13 left, 6,133 in the beginning. Crazy that uh, we're down to the final three. And the Lions are the most popular team. By the way, Bill Adie, our CEO, wanted to tell you, Mike, that you showed up for the uh, ugly Christmas sweater party a week late. Well, this is a very plain sweater. I don't think it wins ugly My. or beautiful. I don't, you know, yeah, Bill, Bill's a marketing guy, so I respect his opinion. Yeah, he takes some shots at you from yeah. time to time. I'm not an Adonis like Patrick Maher. I mean, I'll admit that right off the top. No makeup, nothing. <laughs> Nobody has makeup on this network except for maybe Tim Murray and uh, Gil, Gil Alexander. Well, it gets harsh on here on a Friday night, well, late night. Listen, there's no it's punches one, pulled, Derek. It's 1.30 in the morning, East Coast time. <laughs> This is not political on a Sunday morning here. I Gil, Gil travels with his own makeup guy, doesn't he? Well, I don't uh, know. I've seen it before the show. All right. <laughs> Mike Palm, the VP. Derek Stevens yeah. here for the Circa Survivor announcement. The fight, now the field's down to 13 after one was eliminated Thursday night with the Jets. And uh, go ahead, Derek. Again, explain, the because Mike wants you to take over the show, explain mm -hmm. the week 16A and 16B again and how it works for those who aren't familiar with this wrinkle you put in the rules. Yeah, so the 14 selections going in had to pick one team either last night or tomorrow. You get through tomorrow, the second part of, of week 16, the Christmas week, you have to pick one team f between the three games on, on Christmas Day on Sunday or Monday night. So... Um, if you get through, if you get through this, uh, get through the deal tomorrow, then you got to pick one of uh, one team out of the four games remaining on Christmas Day or, or Monday Night Football. There are two entries out of the fourteen that are eligible for the million dollar bonus. That means not selecting either of last year's Super Bowl teams. So Rams or Bengals. There were two Bengals. Yeah. Of you know, they both had the Bengals on favorite on the road in Foxborough. Neither of them took them. So obviously, they're going for that angle. Well, if you still have the Rams left, you have no temptation to use the Rams the rest no. of the way, that's for sure. Not at all. Uh, so the, just okay. for deadline's sake, yeah. so we've announced them here. The deadline was 10 p.m. We announced them now. They're about to tweet them out. For everybody who gets through tomorrow, the deadline is 9 a.m. Pacific time 
on Sunday because, of course, the Dolphins-Packer kicks at 10 Pacific. I will be with Brent on the NFL today or whatever they call it now, the, the countdown to kickoff. It's the closest thing to the NFL day we've seen in 40 years. Uh, and I will reveal on Sunday morning at 9.15 Pacific, however many are through, what their picks are for the Sunday-Monday slate. All right, so Mike Palm with a big announcement on Sunday morning with uh, Brent Musburger on the <laughs> yeah. NFL Today Countdown to Kickoff show. That's correct. Derek, this is exciting for you. I know that coming down the stretch when you got so much money on the line in these two major contests. I just love the game theory. I love I love how um, how the strategy's playing out. You know, if you go to the availability chart, you see you see how every contestant can can make their make their moves here, and uh, yeah, I mean, biggest football contest in history. Uh, it's pretty fun to see this thing play out. Just speaking about availability, so I, what, what's the number five on the Dolphins? Six, on, but anyhow, on Monday night, eleven of the fourteen, however many advanced, do have the Chargers at Indianapolis, who's right. uh, who looks like a solid play on Monday night. I don't, I don't know. You're you're a sharp guy. You never know what the Chargers when they're favorites. Yeah, that's risky. Well, but I think we're. Well, you want you want Tom Brady on the road. You you don't want you want Miami at home coming right. off three road losses. Michael Lombardi. So so my pick. I know this is my segment for my picks. My best bet is Detroit. When I went on with Michael Lombardi and Vanderpump Rules star Patrick Maher mm-hmm. uh, the other day, I laid out this whole thing. The no availability. It's wide open. He said the Lions. The Lions. The Lions are the obvious pick to, tomorrow. And he said. So that's my best bet for your contest. And he also said the Broncos are the obvious pick at L.A. Uh, on Sunday. Those were the two survivors' plays he gave. And to reference it, he said, don't take the commanders on Sunday night football last week, even though you know half the field did. He said that's not a safe play. So Michael Lombardi's been very sharp in survivor here lately. I did not think the commanders were a safe play either. The yeah. NFL wanted the Giants in the playoffs and not the commanders. Yeah. Markets. You think, about, were there a couple key calls late in that game that went to Giants? Well, when play? the official says, you're okay, you're lined up. Then. And, and then the head referee comes out and says, oh, no, the side judge never lets them know if they're lined uh-huh. I mean, come on. Can you mug a receiver in the end zone? Yeah, yeah. even that. But the, the, the thing with the lineup yeah. was even more. Mike Palm, actually, we're going to keep you around. Is that cool? You we know, are? Yeah. Without Derek, I don't. I don't want to take any shine off. Yeah, we're going to let Derek go out to the mega bar because he's got a big crowd out there. He's got to hold court at the mega bar. <laughs> but we got a double shot of Derek Stevens on tonight's show. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for Survivor. Mike Palm's going to stick around because he's got to talk about his best mm-hmm. bets, and uh, he gave away one, which is the Lions, the most popular pick in the Circus Survivor contest. Five of the remaining thirteen. On the Lions. Back with Mike Palm here in a couple minutes, so don't go away. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> All right, get ready to get in the game with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and gear up because it's college bowl season. Log into Bet Rivers every day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect college game day experience. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. BetRivers.com. Mike Palm, the VP here at Circuit, back for a second segment. The listeners and viewers can't get enough Mike Palm, so we brought you back. <laughs> Derek hogged some of your time. Did Gil have the makeup segment. crew when you did the Megapod? That, is that where you found it out from? I know you're you're now a big guest on the Megapod now. I was on once. I've been on once all time. Uh, he needed somebody to fill the void after he bumped you off the Megapod this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why you're not back on the Megapod this year. Is there a story behind that? I don't. I No, I don't uh, really know. Okay. I mean, my, my child was born and I missed one. So missed that one? Was, that was it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's the only appearance I've ever made, and uh, that's you know just. Why didn't he have Doctor Bob comfort. on? Doctor Bob could have been on twice. Yeah, <laughs> it's outside my comfort zone. They tape that at nine in the morning, and that's when I like to be asleep. Yeah, they, they're the right, right from the South Point. Yeah. There, yeah. 
Anyway, uh, Mike Palm, a winner of five Mitchie Awards in studio. Um, has Gil Alexander ever won a Mitchie Award? Mitch and Paul, as for their show, have won four. Mitch and Paul? Yeah, so okay. they could be claimed four. I've won five, but I have suffered two defeats. I lost last year to Stormy, and, and you know, Uncle Brent put his finger on the scale there. He campaigned for Stormy. And, what, and, what category? Uh, best afternoon show. So Maul and I lost to her, her okay. show with the big cup, little cup, and, and, and that. Uh, and then this year, Charchian killed everybody. Charchian got the most votes ever. Paul Charchian, who's the, the fantasy guy, fantasy football expert that goes on Mitch and Ball. He dominated it last year. So that was the best guest category. I finished first. Nigel finished second last year. And we got wiped out by Charch this year. He finished first and we were third and fourth. So congrats to Paul uh, doing a great job there for Mitch and Paul. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that one. Uh... It was overwhelming. It wasn't even close. We never had a shot. Now, I, I take pride in that the no hyperbole one because we went up against two juggernauts. We went up against the dog videos from win, lose, and we went up against Portillo's and Culver's and your uh, incredible fast tough. food rankings. It's and tough we to were, beat fast food. Mike. It's really tough. I mean, I feel very proud. The work I put in could overcome both of those categories. <laughs> Bad beats and dog videos and Culver's and Portillo's. I'm on the Megapod with uh, your old friend, Gil, yep. your former friend. And yep. uh, one of the questions they asked me right away is about fast food. And I'm like, come on, man. It's, you know, it's. 10 after 9 in the morning. Can we, can we get on with the football talk? Yeah. Talk you about know? Wendy's fries. They want to hear about Wendy's okay. fries. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's tough to beat fast food, and I think it's tough to beat Mike Palm and also Nigel Seeley as guest. Uh, I would have voted in the reverse order. No offense to Church, but you guys are better guests than he is on that show. I, I can't <clears> judge. <throat> I know Nigel was great. He, outside of like the first three or four days, his World Cup was almost impeccable. Yeah, guy's always good on. He's good. Yeah. But Your he's spots also, are always entertaining. He's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when Amal, so Amal and I filled in for Mitch and Paul like three years ago, which was tough. I'd never done the early show. And I had never met Nigel. And I asked him about, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're playing there every year in London. How much, how much, you know, lift have they got? How much? He said, I pulled all the shopkeepers and they've sold exactly two jerseys. <laughs> I mean, the guy is really right. entertaining. Yeah. And he's sharp on soccer on all leagues, so. The NFL tried to make the Jaguars the London Jaguars. <laughs> I don't think they really just caught on because they're losers. Nobody wanted well, to. Well, now they're rolling now, here. They now, might be in the playoffs here. Now they, they're winners. Yep. And now everybody They got the an Jaguars. adult coach and they got a shot. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mike Palm, in this contest right now, you and I are playing along. You are 41 31 and 3 against the spread, 42 and a half points, 9 5 and 1 on the best bets. Great job uh, so far. We've got three weeks to go. And uh, we're in week 16. Your best bet this week, again, the Lions yeah. minus two and a half. And I think Michael Lombardi is either going to get a lot of the credit or a lot of the blame, uh, whichever way this one goes, because uh, you're kind of uh, taking some advice from him. I think they, they would have, okay. Matty, they would have been in my place. They might not have been the best bet. Okay. I, I agree <clears throat> with, you know, they built an offensive line. They've been good. I, I, you know, they're playing this nickel to get more speed on defense, but they haven't given up a lot in the running game. If they can hold down the Carolina running game with this nickel, I think that they're going to be in good shape here. Look, the playoffs are right in their lap. They're still at Circa. You can bet them plus 130 to make the playoffs. I would yeah. make that bet yeah. if I could bet at Circa. I think you get the Bears next week at home, which is an interesting thing. Five people chose them. Maybe some are waiting to play the Lions next week for Survivor against the Bears. And then the Packers, who might be totally out of it, and nobody's playing anyhow. But it's a great story. Good for Derek. Good for, good for everybody. And uh, I mean, I, look, Carolina's got nowhere to go, and the Lions are right there. So 
Uh, I made it my best bet based on what Michael said on Thursday morning. And Michael said the Lions are going to win the game. He said Carolina will have a tough time scoring points in this game. Yeah. Carolina had a tough time scoring points against the Steelers a week mm. ago. All right, so the best bet for Mike Palm this week, Lions minus two and a half. Best bets presented by Brooklyn's Best, Pizza and Pasta. New location downtown, half-eaten piece First of pizza right for in me. front of Mike Palm. First time for huh? Well, usually you're a home by now. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, oh, yes. we've had you in studio here a couple times recently. The holidays have kept you out late a couple of times. Well, my sir, wife sir. being in the Philippines, and the uh, kids in the Philippines have kept me out late, so I have a longer leash. <laughs> that's cool. You have no leash while they're in the Philippines. Uh, how's the pizza? So, well, you've, you've only taken a half bite. Well, it's, 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 the first bite was tremendous. It was very good, and I praise everyone. It only gets better from there. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this game's going to be impacted by weather in Cleveland tomorrow. And uh, how about Chris the Bear Felica, the leader in this contest, comes on tonight and says his best bet this week, Saints plus three. Well, that's good for me because I'm I'm the only one trailing him in best bets, so we'll be up, you know, we'll yep. be on different best bets. I don't know. I would be starting Jameis Winston if I were the Saints. I don't know what Dalton's going to do. I, I like the Camara prop over 64 yards because what are they going to do but run Camara? Don't you think this would be a type of game where you could actually start Taysom Hill at quarterback? People have said that. Why not? Well, you know, Deshaun, he's, he's coming into his own after two years. And then, <laughs> and then you know, you can, you can always put Brissett in if you want to throw a goal route on fourth and one. But uh, I, I don't know. The three, I think the wind, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I, 31, it's hard to go under 31 or 31 and a half. But I'll, I'll lay the field goal here. I was impressed with the Browns in the last uh, 25 minutes of that game against the Ravens. I think they win here. Um, I just don't think Dalton gives them much of a shot. No, he doesn't. That's why I think Taysom Hill gives him a better shot. Yeah. Because you're going to primarily have to run the ball against this pretty weak Browns run defense if you're going to have a shot. But uh, you're going to lay with three with the Browns. By the way, the total is 32 right now at okay. Circa. Bengals minus three. Uh, now, the Bengals, let's see, 11-1 and one against the spread in their last 12. They're on a hell of a roll. Last week, they come from 17 down and uh, score 34 straight against the Bucks. That was a comedy of errors in Tampa. Four turnovers, a failed fake punt. Uh, but you like the Bengals here laying the, laying the points on the, the road in Foxborough. Yeah, the Bucks' third quarter might have been the worst quarter a team played oh all year. I don't know. I think they keep rolling. I think this Bengals team is better than the team that made it to the Super Bowl last year with a little bit of help from their opponents. Uh, I think the defense is better. Uh, where do you go if you're the Patriots and you do those laterals and you get on that long flight back to Boston uh, after that epic collapse and the dumbest finish you've ever seen, where, where do you go from here? I mean, they have no passing game. They can run the ball and yet still can't set up a passing game. The Bengals suddenly are in play for the one seed as well in the mm -hmm. AFC. I think every game matters. I'll lay the three here. It came down from three and a half. <clears throat> yes, it did. I actually bet the Patriots plus three and a half. Mm -hmm. You guys, you and I are opposite on one play. We're on the same side on the other. Uh, I took the points with the Pats this week. Uh, you and I both took the points with the Eagles. Uh, Eagles plus four and a half a play for you. Why? Um, I don't know that there's that much of a, a fall off uh, with Minshew. I think Minshew with Colt McCoy is probably the best two backups in the league right now. I think Philadelphia is better on the line on both sides of the ball. I think Dallas, if Dallas cannot get to the quarterback, they can't cover. You mm -hmm. saw that in the collapse. You're up 17 in the second half. you got to win that game. Yep. They couldn't do it. They couldn't get Jacksonville off the field. Philadelphia can wrap everything up here. I think 
You know, I played him here, but I think teasing them is a great play, too. I don't see Dallas running them out of the building here, but I took the Eagles plus four and a half. I know you probably could have got five and a half earlier in the week and even touched six at some point. Yeah, it did. All right, Eagles plus four and a half, and then uh, Mike Palm's fifth play. Throw his photo up there with his chart. Look at that record, 41-31-2. and two. Uh, your, your fifth play is going to be Texans, Titans under 35 and a half, and I would not expect to see great quarterback play in this matchup. Malik Willis played for the Titans in this matchup in Houston and had 52 yards passing. Right. The Texans at home before the final drive had less than 100 yards of total off. It was one. It's the lowest yards from scrimmage game in the NFL this season, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be cold uh, in Nashville. I, I had to go under this total. I actually think this total should be the lowest, even Cleveland with the wind blowing sideways at 60 miles an hour. I know the Texans have played better, and they had the right to win the last two weeks, but this has 13-10 written all over it. And I actually think the Texans have a shot to win this game outright. Texans-Titans under 35.5. That total's dropped four points this week at Circa, and that's Mike Palm's fifth play, the VP here at Circa. you got a half hour of him tonight. How lucky are you? Oh, yes. Back here for the final hour of the contest, Doug Kazarian, Big Randy McKay. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free 